Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. Another week, another episode of Garage Door Sports. Nick McVicker in studio, joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my great co-host, Kyle Vardy and Irfan Manji. Kyle, how are you doing today, man? Doing good, feeling good, and ready to talk about sports. There you go. And Irfan, how about you? Good. I'm back in the GTA for a couple of weeks. Uh, feeling good, feeling good. What? How did I not know that? Do you not see the change in background here? I'm on I my see the change. I you're, on, you're on blur. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were in a different room, to be fair. So. Fair. No, no, it was my dad's birthday yesterday, so we surprised him a couple of days ago. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm here for a little bit. Well, then come to the studio. We're in phase two. You guys are allowed here, actually. <laughs> uh, my parents are both essential workers, so they probably won't let me leave. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. All right. Well, uh, I'll stay here by myself, then. <laughs> at, least we're, at least we're closer, though, right? Like, the this three of us true. are a little bit closer, yeah. This is true. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, last week, we had technical difficulties on the show. Couldn't get the audio to work properly. But we're back once more. Lots to talk about. NHL draft happened. Liverpool became champions. A softball team down in the States disbanded and then rebranded. I guess that's the best way to put it. But we're going to start with the MLB return to play in our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Calling all kickers and punchers in the Southern Ontario region. If you were looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Daniel and Gabriel are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. So, MLB's coming back after months and months and months of ever-so-fun negotiations that almost destroyed the season. Mm-hmm. Training camp starts on Tuesday mm-hmm. or Wednesday, whatever July 1st is. How did we go from nothing to everything in like two weeks? <laughs> well, we went from Manfred saying there's 100% going to be a season to I don't think there's going to be a season to there's going to be a season to I don't think there's going to be a season. So that's basically the last three weeks, I want to say, of conversations. Yep. yep. That's, you're right. It's just crazy that we went from oh there's probably going to be a really short season they're going to have to start in like august to yep training camp starts in a week and uh we're going to play end of july (laughs) um but it's going to be a 60 game season the al east and nl east are going to match up al central nl central al west nl west you play 10 games against every team in your own division and then the rest of your 20, yeah, 20 games are made up of games against the other division. So 
trying to limit travel as best as possible, smart plan. The fact that they're traveling at all is questionable, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the league is obviously doing prorated salaries. Kyle, you came up with a good article this morning. 11 players aren't going to make any money during the season. Is that correct? Yeah, their, uh, their prorated salaries were less than the money that was allocated by the MLB ahead of time, so they're actually making no money during the season. Hey, free season, whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, and it's going to be a very interesting to see how the playoffs work, because I haven't seen the full playoff structure yet. I've been trying to find it, either of you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's out yet. I haven't it'll found be, it. So. It'll be very interesting to see how they sort of do playoffs, whether it's like, the East plays off, the Central plays off, and the West plays off, or if it's sort of the same as it currently is. Mm-hmm. We'll just kind of have to wait and see. Um, but that means the Jays get to play 40 games against – well, 30 games against the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees out of 60. Yeah, the Red Sox I'm not worried about, though. Yeah, that's true. I forgot that they're kind of down this year. Especially with Sale not being there. Like, that's that was yeah. their main – well, that pitching... well, Rodriguez is good, and we'll have to probably play him a couple times. But... Yeah, but yeah. still, that, that pitching rotation doesn't look scarier, dominating at all. You can still get to Erod. Um, right. And especially losing Mookie, too. You lose one of your best hitters in your lineup. So. No. That's fair. No, but it'll be interesting to see. They also have to play, you know, the World Series champion nationals, the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, the... <laughs> the division they got matched up with, they, they got screwed hard. But yeah. I'm interested to see what the actual playoffs are and if the Jays yeah. have a shot. Because I don't think – I think the best they're finish is third. I don't think they're going to finish ahead of Tampa. I don't think they're going to finish ahead of the Yankees. In the AL East alone. In the AL East. If they do it, if they just do AL East, NL East, mm-hmm. they finish third. I agree. Uh, 100% I agree. Yeah. Especially on a short um, season, you get those guys hot at the beginning of the year. Oh, well, yeah, the – the, the the score released an article about like all like the best seasons in like sixty game seasons or yeah. stints I guess mm-hmm. for each team and like the Jays' best one was twenty fifteen when they started off like forty five and fifteen so like yeah the, they've had a history of that obviously it's different players and all kind of stuff but mm-hmm. they've always obviously had a history of coming out hot and then yeah. usually fading down the stretch is usually what it is but well the thing is especially with the young team like you get the chance to capitalize early and you get that momentum out of the gate early it's 60 yeah. games that's a third of the season right you don't have to keep it up for 162 right? no no but you're going to see a lot more urgency from the bigger clubs right they're going to have to try and figure that out sooner and absolutely if you're a bubble team like the jays you actually have a legitimate chance in 60 games if they can get their act together um you that's know you can they can get hot right they, they can, exactly if you can get hot at the right time which is that 60 game stint which is what two months of the season which the Jays have been known to do. Yeah. I, I can see them being on the cusp of whatever. Well, it depends on how the playoffs are going to play out, but of course. you can see them there, right? Um, no, but I think it, we all could. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility if they go with what the scenario has been the last couple of years. The Jays could be fighting for that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Could be. We don't know. And the beauty is, is that a shortened season also saves on bullpen arms and the pitching staff. Like, they're not throwing. 300 innings or 200 mm-hmm. innings they're going to be throwing once every fifth game for the starters which is 12 games yeah. well so essentially they're doing 60 games in 66 days so, yeah and then that's why 
you might see a fifth starter miss a miss a start every once in a while. Potentially, but then the other thing is, um, like say with the Jays, you could see a guy like Pearson come up and be the fifth starter right. because he's, he's not going to be on an in- innings limit anymore because he's not going to reach that innings limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's and, what I'm saying. Like the most yeah. you're going to see probably from a starter if they're the ace and they drop a couple fifth person starts on like days off. Yeah. The most you're going to see from a starter is probably 15 games started. Yeah, max. Maybe probably. 16. Like, yeah. even that's a push. I think I think the most we would see is probably 15. Yeah. But most yeah. of them are going to get 12, right? Yeah, 12 and the other thing is... even nine mm-hmm. is 108 innings. And I think and the other thing... Well, I mean, the other thing is um, the Jays didn't really have starters last year, right? They did openers. So you're going to see a lot of teams probably do openers because they can actually afford um, burning that bullpen a little bit longer because they're, like yeah. you said, there's no yeah. innings restriction. There's no, hey, I'm not worried about you not pitching tomorrow because whatever, we'll just do it. Yeah, that, that is a possibility for sure. I mean, I don't see the Jays doing that this year because they got Shoemaker back. Mm-hmm. They've got Pearson now able to play with the MLB club. They don't have to put him in triple A because mm-hmm. they can't, first of all. If they try to not play him in the MLB this year, that's just a waste of a year for Pearson, in my opinion, because he's not pitching. There's no minor league system right now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to push for it, but there's no minor <laughs> league system right now. Why would you Why would you waste a year of his development not playing? On a yeah. season that you're just – it's – it's. I don't want to call it a throwaway year, but it's like, it's like a practice year this year. Like, no one is – no one is going for a 162 game season. Like it's not a normal year. So you might as well give the kid a chance, like let him play and see yeah. what happens. Cause what else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. Well, um, so I'm reading this article, by the way. Um, it looks as if the playoff format from last year is still in play. Okay. So two wild cards playoff and division winner. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a chance that they could finish as the second wild card if they get really, really hot. But the thing is, having two wild cards from the same division, considering how many games you're playing within the division, is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that what happened with the ALEs last year? Wasn't it Boston and Tampa? No, it was uh, Oakland, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, it was Oakland. Oakland, yeah. Oakland Boston uh, didn't make it. Boston's uh, a big one. The other, the other, this other thing, it's like, there's no more, no more chewing tobacco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no more sunflower seeds. seeds, and you can chew gum, but you can't spit it out. Yeah, <laughs> except in a garbage. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it's like you can't have any saliva anywhere. Yeah, which yeah, which makes sense. Guess what? It makes sense. Like, and it's, let's it's, be it's, fair. It's, That's it's, sort it's, of the issue. It's, right it's basically the same as they're they're proposing hockey. Is like after after the game, there's no showers. There, yeah. you have to leave 90 minutes after the game, like all kind of stuff. Yeah, which again makes sense. First of all, yeah. And we'll get into the NHL in a bit, but like, I I get why, and like I don't understand. I mean, the fact that they're still going ahead with a travel season in the MLB still is ridiculous to me. Like the Jays currently don't have a home. Yeah. Um, they petitioned to the government to see if they could play in Toronto, which I think is an absolutely terrible idea. If you're the Ontario government or the Canadian government, like just say no. As much well, as I love the Jays and I want them to play at home. It's just not worth it to have teams no. travel in. It just well, doesn't you, make sense. You could say the same thing about the NHL with going to Toronto for the 
Oh, don't worry. I was going to in our NHL conversation. I'm, <laughs> I'm not there yet. All right. <laughs> so that's for later in the show. I don't get it. But the Jays also really can't go down to Dunedin right now. Like they shut down their facility. And if you look at the numbers, it physically doesn't make sense to take an entire team down to Dunedin and play out of Dunedin and have teams travel into there. Well, yeah, like to be honest, Tampa, sh- Tampa and Miami should not be going to their places to go play. No. They should not be going back home. No. It's just, it's well, just think, that doesn't make sense. The nice thing about Miami is that their spring training, I'm pretty sure they're in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I know Arizona's also a hotbed, but I think they might be able to play out of their spring training facility if they wanted to. Like, the Jays can't. They already shut down the facility once, and they're going to have to try to go back down there at this point. Yeah, no, it doesn't I think make they sense to have out there. Buffalo. Because Buffalo mm-hmm. is relatively, in the grand scheme of these states, is relatively small for the number of cases they have. It might be the most realistic to work out of where I don't think they want to go to Buffalo. They'd rather no, go to Dunedin because they just redid the facility. But, but I think I, they should stay clear of anything Florida-related. I think everyone should stay clear of yeah. Florida right now. Yeah, we're talking about the Basketball Association here. We're talking about MLS as well, guys. Like, that's that hub is like what was it three days ago? It was a nine thousand three hundred cases, like positive cases. Like, well, they had eight thousand yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just. They're, it was it was five thousand a couple of days ago, and then yesterday they got up to eight thousand. I was like, like, yeah. how do you not know what's happening? And they're still going. And the NBA is like, yeah, we're we're monitoring situations, but we're we're still planning on going. MLS is already planning on MLS is already there, aren't they? Uh, they, I think so. They play what in ten days? Yeah, I think they're already right. there. And, like the Raptors started sending people down to um, Collier County, which had the most cases they've ever had this week too. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, yeah. God, think of the players. Think of the yeah. children. There, I think they said that there was some positive tests among the Raptors team, but uh, yeah. I'll look into that. There was 16, or 13 positive tests across 302 tests done by the MLB, or the NBA. Yeah. So, I don't know how many, I don't know if any were, they didn't specify which teams yeah. they were, but they said there was 13 out of 302. Okay, so right. I, I, have a, I have a question about yes. Go ahead. this MLB return. Do you think that NL teams are getting screwed over by having universal DH? Depends on the team. I think the Nationals are going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, aren't they going to... Aren't? Go ahead. Sorry, aren't they going to look at trying to do a universal DH in a couple years to begin with? They're doing they it this year and next year. Like yeah. So, they, yeah, I think what Nick now. said, the Nationals benefit. Like, if you, have, if you have older arms, I think it benefits you. Um, but it also rests your pitcher. So you're not... He's not up all the time. Yeah, like like my thing was just more just because basically they were going into the offseason as not having to deal with the right. DH and just having bench bats. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they knew they had a DH, they probably would have gone out and signed a guy like, you know, like a Nelson Cruz guy where he's just purely a DH where he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compared right. to the NL, the NL, because the NL has to sign guys that have potential to play some defense because they're not just going to waste a bat and then not play. 
Right. I think it depends on the team itself, whether or not they're going to be affected by it. Like, as I said, the Nationals, I think, will be fine. I think the Braves will probably be okay because they have some bats on their bench that could play as DH or could slot in and they could put a guy on DH sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you look around the league, like the Dodgers are going to benefit greatly because now they get an extra bat, like out of the Muncie Bellinger first base mess yeah. that is, right? And they have extra, now they got Mookie too, so they have so many outfielders, like it gives them an extra bat. Um, teams that might struggle, like Colorado might struggle. Yeah. Is they have, they had their eight and a couple bench bats, but, um, and they just lost Blackman too for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So like, like in my opinion, like it was like, do you do some of these like bigger hitter prospects and stuff like Alex Baum for Philadelphia, right? Right. Where they weren't quite sure of how he would fit defensively, but they knew he could hit. Like, does that mean he's going to get a chance to be the DH then, right? Like, does that give – Probably. You know, I, I could see that happening for sure. I mean, you look at some of the teams that the guys are just on the cusp, like uh, Gavin Lux for the yeah. Dodgers too. Like, he might mm-hmm. he might get a chance to come up and be off the bench sort of thing now because they're going to have an extra spot. Well, um, so does this give a guy like like Cespedes a, play, a place to play now, I guess? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, he'll be the DH for the Mets probably. Yeah. And then what right. about – what about uh, Puig? Does somebody go and sign him now? I would think so. I mean, to be fair, I think Puig should be signed anyway. Like, he's a good enough field outfielder to be yeah. in the field. It doesn't really matter where. I just think everything sort of came down so fast in spring training that teams that were thinking about doing it never pulled the trigger because, okay, well, when are we going to be able to do this? Should we sign him now and pay him for the next little bit, or do we wait? Right. But I think I always thought he was going to find a team. Yeah. In fact, in MLB the show, I picked him up for my franchise. And my franchise is disgusting. Well, that's what I honestly I thought the Jays were gonna potentially sign him just because of their lack of pop in the outfield. Quality lack outfield. Of third outfield. Just quality, to be honest. <laughs> well no, like Gritchuk is quality he's not top quality but mm. he's like the next tier no. of outfielders but in my I, i'm i'm more talking about like Derek fisher anthony alford that kind of stuff where they're not i, know, that's, I was getting to that i was gonna say like grichuk is good i would say guriel is there already he's he's a good outfielder and teoscar's like borderline good but if you bring in Queeg, then you know no, but, but no listen to me listen to me listen to me you bring in Queeg, and teoscar then drops to the dh spot well teoscar's going to dh spot either way he's not playing outfield I'd rather Teoscar over Derek Fisher. I'd rather. Well, no, it, it, over it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be Billy McKinney who's gonna start. That's the other one, right? Like, or or they, they leave Grichik in right field and they put Jonathan Davis in center. Right. But, there's there's options, but I'd still take Puig over those alternatives. I would take Puig over all of them too. <laughs> Grichuk is the only one that I might debate. Well, at least defensively, though, I take Puig over Grichuk. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Puig is good enough to be on an MLB roster regardless of the whole uh, universal DH thing. Now that it is a possibility, you could see an NL team reach out to him and say, hey, we're going to bring you in because yeah. you need an extra bat sort of thing. But he's good enough to do that. I don't, I'm don't. i honestly surprised he's gone this far without being signed, but then COVID happened, and I'm really not surprised because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to sign a guy. <laughs> Nobody knows if this is going to actually be a season or not. Yeah. That's the thing, like, 
that that must have been going through so many teams' heads with players who are still free agents on the on the market right now. Like, hey, do we sign this guy? Like, how long do we think this is gonna last? Do we sign him and pay him for a month before we come back? Or is it gonna be like four months? Is it gonna be like eight months? Like, are we having having a season and we're just gonna pay this guy for nothing? Like, that had to be going through teams' heads in March. And now that it's back, like that you might be signed in the next two weeks sort of thing. Like, yeah. Which would be crazy. Yeah, um, so that, I, I was just interested to see if that would be No, a, it's a good question, though. Like, it, it is a valid question. So, uh, Any other thoughts that we want to have on MLB before we move on? Fairphone, you got nothing? No, I'm good. Cap? Uh, I'm just interested to see where the Jays end up playing because, like, if they do approve it, then... Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes, but if they don't get approved, then I'm, I'm interested to see where they can possibly play. Right, I agree. It'll be it'll be very very interesting. Um, hold that Toronto thought for a second while I kick us out of the kickoff. Um, <laughs> if you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Danny and Dave are both University of Guelph alumni. And after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com for more information and follow them on Instagram at CanadaKickingAcademy. So, as I said, let's talk about Toronto and let's talk about hub cities and all the fun that that is in the NHL. Um, Vancouver is out, so that's one Canadian city down. Mm-hmm. They could not make it work. Um, it looks like it's going to be Edmonton or Toronto for the second one. I mean, in my opinion, I don't get why either are trying to push for it, but I, I, well, sorry, let me correct that. I do understand why it's a money thing, it's a publicity thing, yada, yada, yada. I just don't get why they're doing it in the middle of a pandemic. Like, you got to understand the room, people. Um, Toronto is actually the favorite to be the second one. Vegas is still number one, although with the number of cases in Vegas right now, that could change very, very quickly because uh, they haven't even announced Vegas as the first one. Um, well, what do you guys think of that? Like, Kyle, you're, I interrupted you there. Yeah, sorry, sorry. My apologies. Um, it was more just, I, I think it's going to be both Vegas and Toronto. I think it's based, based on what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, Purely based on infrastructure and marketability, I think is mm-hmm. those are the two biggest ones. Right. Um, I don't really think they give a crap about how many cases there are. Um, oh no no no! It's it's been a conversation. Bill Daly did admit that they have had conversations about it. So yeah, it's it's like it's- I'm I'm sure it went in one year and out the other. To be honest, they're looking at the biggest places because if if that really was a factor, Vancouver would be one of the final final spots. No, there's an issue with the health authorities in uh, BC that said they, they couldn't they couldn't come to terms with it. That's why Vancouver got dropped. That was the last one that got dropped. So they were in the final they were in the final four. So in other words, Vancouver's health officials were smart and realized mm-hmm. that by bringing NHL Bingo! There, Yay! He figured so, it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. To, be, to be honest, it's going to be Vegas. It's going to be Toronto, and it's weird what they're going to do because they're not going to allow East teams to play in Toronto and they're not going to allow West teams to play in Vegas. So it's going to be Okay, because I saw a tweet yesterday from I forget who but they said the East would play in Toronto and the West would play in Vegas. Okay, because the other thing I was reading was that they don't want to have I saw that too. Advantage. 
So it'll be interesting to see how they do that if it is Toronto Vegas. Mm-hmm. Well, because I be honest, look, if you're if you're the NHL, right? Yeah. If you have East teams play at ten o'clock at night, you are going to make so much more money because people are actually going to stay up and watch that because that's their team. Right. right. And if you have the West teams playing at seven o'clock here. The people in the East are going to watch those games before, and they're going to then just continue yeah. watching. Yeah. Get that opportunity to watch teams. Well, forget, there's going to be three games a day, right? No, I know, but but I'm saying, but even if even if you if you do the opposite, right? Yeah. If, if the East teams play at seven o'clock, yeah, you know, people in the East are not going to stay up till ten o'clock to watch the West team, unless they really are a diehard hockey fan. Right. They're not going to do like that. Us. Yeah, but but if you flip it mm-hmm. and you put the East late at night. Yeah. And you you do east at four, west at seven, east at ten. Right. Mm-hmm. Then hundred percent people are gonna be like, all right, I'll stay up, no problem. You know what the so, other thing is? It's a marketing tool if they do it that way. Because people in the east who don't normally watch the West Conference, yeah. they're now gonna be watching the Western Conference as a prelude to the Eastern Conference games. Oh, absolutely. It, it, and it's, it's all now it's they're all gonna like, start liking at Western Conference games and stay up later and start doing that for next yeah, season, yeah. right? Yeah, and then next season when they go back to normal, potentially, then it's uh, more likely to get some more people to actually watch it. Exactly. So it, it would be smart to do it that way, but it is the NHL, let's be fair. Yeah. They've done some stupid things. Yeah. And continue to do stupid things. I, I can I can, I can, can just see teams being upset that, like, if, if it does go to Toronto, the Leafs are playing at home for all of their games. Like, and, and then, and then it becomes the home, home advantage, though. But, but here's the question, then. How much is home, home ice advantage when there's, A, no fans, B, everyone is playing out of the same ranks and practicing out of the same ranks? And mm-hmm. C, there's probably going to be a PA announcer, but he has to announce all the games, right? Like, how much, how much of a home ice advantage is it at that point? I, I, well, I think... Especially because a lot of the play, You have to think, of, like... Well, almost 50% of players in the NHL are Canadian anyway. I think it's the home part that's the biggest thing. Right? You're not in a hotel. You're not in all that kind of stuff. You have your right. place. You're staying at your place. Right? Um, you don't have to worry about people well, pulling a fire alarm. I, I thought regardless, they were putting everybody in a bubble. Yeah, but the bubble would probably include their homes, I'm assuming, if they're downtown. That's what, that's what I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. Does it include their homes? I would assume so. Because like yeah, realistic, realistically, the bubble is probably like 250 miles around, right? So it's you just can't leave downtown Toronto. Is basically what it's going to be. Well, then most of the players are screwed. Well, yeah, I mean, half the players live in Etobicoke. Yeah, right. That's the thing. Like it depends on how they specify bubble. Like, is it bubble like you can go from the practice facility to the hotels to the rink back to the hotel sort of thing? Is it yeah. that specific where the team has to travel together so that they stay within the bubble? Like, how how stringent is the bubble? And I think that's another factor that has to be played into all these scenarios. Like, Edmonton would be the perfect – I know this sounds really stupid, but Edmonton is technically the perfect city to have a bubble in because they have a hotel with enough rooms for 16 teams. No. How many per – 12 teams. They would have enough rooms for 12 teams worth of players attached to the rink. Yeah. Right? So they they might actually be the perfect place for the bubble 
Um, Toronto's a little bit more difficult just because the rink isn't attached to a hotel or anything, but it's right there. You can find enough hotels to get by. Yeah, um, it's it's within throwing distance of an of hotel. Right, like you can get by, but you can get by enough to to survive that. But it just comes down to how, what is the bubble specifically like. If we're talking MLB or sorry NBA and MLS, their bubble is Disney. You have yeah. to stay on the Disney campus. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere else. But how you how big is that Disney campus though? Well, the, the thing is, by Disney campus, they, they're saying you can go anywhere on the ESPN and Wide World of Sports campus and then to the hotel. Like, that's the bubble, which, let's be honest, the ESPN Wide World of Sports is big. It ain't that big. Like, yeah. you're, you don't got a whole lot of freedom down there. No, which but makes you're sense still in though. an isolated bubble, so you're not yeah. in contact with other people. Exactly. So it just becomes, it, it's what the bubble would be in Toronto how they would define the bubble. Mm-hmm. And if the players from Toronto aren't allowed to go to their homes, what home advantage is there? I, the only other thing would be, I think, is they know how the rink acts and how it plays and stuff like that, where the, you know, the odd right. bounces right. and stuff like that would be, that would be the only other advantage. Right. Like there's some games, there's some home barns that like you bring it around the boards and it dies or it... it right. It takes a weird bounce. You know the where the weird bounce is. Yeah, I don't. That would, be the, that would be the only other factor, too. Okay, but let's say three games in, do you think every team would have figured it out at that point? No. Probably. Yeah, some would. Like, especially the ones playing in the East in the same division as the Leafs, like the Atlantic teams. Yeah, potentially. They have a little bit more experience in there, but... It might... You're right, Kyle. It might still be a slight advantage, but the amount of advantage that it's actually giving is going to be so minimal at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But, so, yeah, so I, I can see teams being upset about that, and I can see them, like requesting to be put in you know them being vegas and the west being in toronto so it's it's even playing ground because it's yeah no i agree home team. I, I understand what you're saying i just or even if it's toronto agree. edmonton like either way like at least you're staying with it. at that point at least you're staying within canada so it's not as if it's you're crossing borders right yeah with, it, i i don't think it'll be both like that—that's the only thing I could see would be it, it becomes both Toronto and Edmonton, and that way, if you do potentially have to switch sides, at least you're switching within Canada and not crossing borders and right. that kind of stuff. But I get what you're saying. <clears throat> I don't know. Alberta just had a, a spike today. I think. Yeah, they did a small one. It wasn't. It's uh, it's basically basically in Calgary than any other major yeah. city. So yeah. as long as you steer clear. Um, let's move on to the actual news from the NHL <laughs> happened this week. And, uh, the NHL draft lottery went down and Alexis Lafreniere is going to a team to be named later because somehow in the <laughs> NHL, a playoff team is going to win the draft lottery or sorry, let me correct that. A play in team is going to win the draft lottery. So after all the Ottawa Senators had 25% chance of winning the first overall pick, they got third and fifth. The Detroit Red Wings got screwed and ended up fourth. And the LA Kings got second. Um, the eight teams in the playoff round for play in round that lose their play in round will be eligible and each have 12.5% chance of getting the first overall pick. Um, it was team E. That was listed as the one that won, which means 
it would have been Vancouver. Wasn't it like a two percent chance that they had? It was five or something. I read Sportsnet stats. It was supposed. To, it would have been a Winnipeg because they had a two point five percent chance. It was based on win percentage. Mm. Um, first they said it was the Rangers, and then they corrected it, saying that it was uh, the Jets because they had a lower win percentage. Those two teams would have been in the playoffs, though. Uh, but if they're saying, oh, okay, because, well, then Sportsnet stats came up with, like, they said that um, because of the way it worked out for a team that yeah. would have had a 2.5% chance, even if they were in the playoffs or not, then it would yeah. have fallen to the Jets there. But they're, they're both top 16 teams. I know, I know. It was I just Sportsnet stats. It was Sportsnet stats. I don't know. Whatever. I was just going off of the standings on the uh, NHL.com, and they have Vancouver as they would have been the. Chicago, or no, sorry, would have been, yeah, it would have been Vancouver. Uh, Montreal would have been Team A. Uh, Chicago would have been Team B. Arizona would have been Team C. Minnesota would have been Team D. Vancouver would have been Team E. Nashville, Team F. Florida, Team G. Calgary, Team H. So, Vancouver could have had Besser, Pedersen, and Lafreniere. And they could still. There's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. I tried to put a fun game out on Twitter and I didn't get any responses, but name the playing team with the coolest line combination if they got Lafreniere. Go. It's for Penguins. <laughs> no, they would have had the best center combination. Well, they would. could you imagine that being a line, though? Like, Austin Crosby, Lafreniere. Well, to be honest, the, the, the most disgusting line would be Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I'll debate you for that. I think it's Edmonton. Caves, Caves, Kane, and Lafreniere. Yeah, I still think Edmonton. McDavid, Drysaddle, and Lafreniere. Drysaddle and McDavid don't play together. But they have the time. It's just they were split over the course. But but if you were to add Lafreniere, they would never play together. Because Lafreniere would play with one of them, and the other one would just be get the rest of them. What about power play? Power play, sure, yeah. First of all, Kane and Taves don't play together anymore. Kane's is a second-line center, and Kane's on the top line. They don't play together. They haven't played together in two years. No. The way they played together this year, too. So They barely played together. Yeah, parts of it. You can say the same thing that Dreisaitl and McDavid barely played together. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we can argue that. The other line, the Leafs, Matthews, Marner, Lafreniere. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty nasty, too. Yeah, it'd be big bodies everywhere. It'd be fun. (laughs) Big bodies that don't hit other than Lafreniere. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. <laughs> Calgary could also have a pretty nasty line with Goudreau Monet. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing there. That would be fun because he can protect the other two little guys there. Yeah. Winnipeg, put them on the same line as uh, Line and Shifes. Canadian teams have a Canadian teams have a good enough <laughs> chance of getting that that they, their first line would be sick. Yeah, they just. No, there's only one Canadian team that doesn't have a chance of getting Lafreniere. And it's Ottawa, because they already have both their picks here. Yeah. Edmonton was ninth, and then you have Toronto, Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, and Montreal, all in playing rounds. There's a- yeah. Like, the, the worst thing that could happen, like, as a Leafs fan is if they lose out in the first round and don't get a top-ten pick. Because yeah. they were 
they would lose their pick to uh, Carolina. Yeah. They, they need to either win that first overall if they lose in the first round, or they need to go deep in the playoffs for this to be a okay season. Like, okay. Yeah. That's the problem with the Leafs right now, is that they're kind of stuck with that. Yeah. I think they'd rather a shot at the cup. Oh, I don't know. If you follow uh, Leaf Twitter, they're pretty torn yeah, right now. Leaf Twitter's everywhere, man. Leaf Twitter's everywhere. They're like, fire this guy. Hire this guy. Let's get this. Let's do this. Now, guys, the cup it should be your goal. You have the skills and the, the you have good enough players to, to make it deep if you... Hey, they're pretty decent, guys. I'm giving your teams... I'm giving your team a good enough chance here. Like, coming from a Boston guy? Come on. I'll, t- I'll take the pick. <laughs> But then you have, have eight other teams, pick. but there's no guarantee you're going to get the shot at the pick or the cup. So No, I know, but, take... but, but there's also no guarantee that we don't play Boston in the second round and get swept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Boston could uh, finish fourth in a little top four play round and yeah, then not be the least. The, the, only, the only team I would want to play is Tampa. I, I, Philly was hot as all hell going into the playoffs. Whether they well, continue that or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Washington, I would... I'd be kind of okay with playing, but like they are one of the most skilled teams in the NHL. So who knows? And Washington usually struggles at the beginning of the year. They've been off for three months, basically a new year. Holpe could come in very, very cold. Right. Yeah. Well, but they weren't even running with Holpe though. Starts. Yeah. yeah. They weren't running with Holpe going into the, the end of the season. But even, but then you have a, a young rookie in net getting thrown right into playoffs so if it by the way if the season isn't completed there's eight teams that have a 12.5 percent chance of getting the first pick mm. it's montreal chicago arizona minnesota winnipeg rangers florida and columbus all have an equal shot at getting the pick if the season does not go on yeah right so that's interesting yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll have to see how it goes, but like, so would that count? So if, if they if they play the play-in series, but the season's canceled, right? Does that mean those teams get the pick, or does that mean the teams that lost in the play-in series get the pick? Well, at that point, you've started this the play-ins. I would yeah, assume if, it's the play-in. If the teams. play-in series finish, if the play-in series finish, then those yeah. eight teams that lose would we'll be eligible. Chance. Well, to be honest, he's probably going to Montreal if Montreal loses out because NHL will rig it and have a French French number one center go to a French team that requires a number one center and hasn't had one since Saku Koivu and wants them to be a French miles or franchise player in Montreal. It just lines up perfectly. It's like, it's kind of like if McDavid went to the Leafs. Like, it was like, all the signs were there, and yeah, apparently yeah. they missed out by 1.50 chance of the number. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, you're right. And there's talk of that. That would hurt many of these fans' hearts real real bad. But it might be the right decision. To be honest, I would almost like that better, because then it becomes, then the Leafs have rivalry gets back and connected. Right, like, exactly. Because like right, right now, it's Kind of one-sided. Yeah, same with the Ottawa one. Yeah, and they're cool. getting two. They're going to be getting two really good players this year too. 
Well, there's, there's rumors apparently that they're potentially trading the three and five for number one. I don't know if I'd do that in this draft just because of how deep the top like five mm. the top five picks, picks are. Good. I, I, don't I think might take do the two as good as Lafreniere is. Like, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the yeah. NHL. I don't think it's worth trading two like top line or top defensive pairing players for one. Yeah, well, because realistically, you're getting Stutzel and potentially Dries- Drysdale. Potentially Drysdale, but Drysdale might go four to. They don't. They don't want to mm-hmm. take a defenseman, is what I'm hearing. So they're probably going to take Rossi or Raymond. With which, which yeah, to but, me, but but after, after, honestly, after the fourth, it drops off. I think. Compared to I don't five, know if it drops I think off the top five for. I think the top five players in this year's draft are very good. Who, who would you have? Who would you have as number five though? R- Rossi. Rossi, Rossi. I, but I, I, to me, if you go from Stufel to Rossi, there's a drop off. Okay, yeah, but because because I, I, I think it's that's, I think it's that's not saying much. So you're going from it's, the top three or top line centers. No, but, but that's what I'm saying though. Is if you have three and five, Stutzel compared to Lafreniere is nothing. There's there's no comparison. Stutzel is is on a step below, which I think if you have the chance to trade potentially. Stutzel, who's a step below Lafreniere, and then the fifth overall pick, which is going to be a step below Stutzel, mm-hmm. to me, that would almost make more sense. If you truly want that number one center who is going to be there for sure, especially yeah. if, it, if it's Ottawa, right? Because Ottawa needs that center. They have Ottawa has prospects to spare. Right. They have defensive prospects because they got Brandstrom and they have Shabbat and all that kind of stuff. So do they, they really need Drysdale? They got tons right. of they, Do they really need Drysdale there? Do they take Rossi? Do they really need another winger when they already have? Four or five coming up now. See, the Ottawa thing will be to keep those two picks, and one of them will bust. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so so if that's the case, do you trade those two for the number one pick, which is pretty much a sure thing? They're going to play it safe. Ottawa's going to play it safe because that's what they do. Uh, (laughs) Unless Melnick decides to say, you know, sell the farm, which he won't. Um, Unless, you know, you don't want to reset Eric Carlson because he's dumb. But they're not going to. But what are you going to say? You're going to go to Montreal and say, let's say Montreal gets the first round pick and they're making a trade with Ottawa there. Are you going to be like, here are two of our first round picks and a, and a, a depth player or something like that for your first round no, pick? No, you would trade one of your top center prospects. But they I wouldn't mean, take it. Last but, no, but the thing is, if it's Montreal, Montreal's not trading it. Yeah. But if, if, you, if, you, get a team like, if you get a team like Toronto who wins the first overall pick, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to actually get that trade done. But though, are they going to make a trade with Ottawa? If, for, if you're if you're the Leafs, you can get two for. If you if you're the Leafs, you can get potentially two first round picks. Franchise players, right? The the Leafs don't need the first overall pick because the, the one they can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to drop like, like it's it's basically like the New England Patriots theory, right? Hmm. If you have, you have a pick and somebody really wants that pick, they're going to overpay for that pick. Yeah. And you drop you drop down, you can take the next next available player, hmm. right? So like, like, if it's I, I, I actually see that Kyle's right. Like they trade that first overall pick, they get Stutzel at three, or if they really want to, they take Drysidle at three and hope it, that maybe yeah. Stutzel or Rossi is at five. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you get a top defenseman, yeah, and then you can go and try to get another forward if you really and, want to. Like, and like, and you would take Drysdale. I, I I think they would take unless Byfield's there somehow. He drops down to the third. I'd still, I in my opinion, I take Stutzel over Byfield right now. So, yeah, like if I'm the least, I, I I run up there and take Byfield at three. If that's the case, if, mm-hmm. if that's the case, then I have a but, depth. And, and then and then you hope that Detroit doesn't take 
Drysdale is Spencer Woods. Which is really a 50-50 at this point. Like they could re- they could be aiming for Drysdale, but potentially Kyle. But like, but like as the as the Leafs, right? Like you you this is purely hypothetical, obviously. But, <laughs> um, like if you were to potentially get a three and five pick, realistically, you would probably take Drysdale with the third pick, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then you could potentially even trade that fifth pick if somebody really wants a player that's still available, or somebody is slid or whatever, mm-hmm. and gain more picks because. Um, if if the Leafs do get this pick, that means they lose next year's first round pick. So they're probably more than willing to trade back and get next year's first round pick. Sure, yeah, it's true. It's true. But obviously, it's hypothetical, and like there's a few teams that um, I could see that happening with. Uh, right, yeah. No, there's there's some interesting teams. Like, I think if Carolina loses the first round and ends up getting that first overall pick. I don't think they traded him. I don't think they traded away. I think they would. No, because they'd, they'd have the Leafs pick the trade away. That's the other thing, right? So, so like, so out of the teams that would potentially get it, so Chicago, I don't see trading. Mm-hmm. Arizona, I couldn't see trading. No. Minnesota, I could see it potentially. Really? They don't have a top center. Well, no, but they don't. But they also. Like Suter's old too, right? So I can see them if they were to get two first round picks, they could fill yeah. and Drysdale and fit uh, the Parise and Suter hole potentially. That's going to happen in a couple of years. Yeah, I, I guess that's a good point. Um, uh, the Jets, I could see them. I could see them trading it because realistically, they need more defense than they do offense. Their offense is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rangers would would take them in a heartbeat. They would. They would. They'd be the number one pick no matter what. They wouldn't trade that. Uh, Florida's kind of up in the air, to be honest. I don't know about Florida. Yeah. Uh, it and depends then, on how much depth the team needs, I think, really what it comes down to. Like, a team like Florida might trade it away because they want to get two top players as opposed to one. Yeah. Um, Arizona might trade it away because they want to get two top players as opposed to one. Yeah. Right? Like, it just kind of depends on what the team but Like other, other than that, there's not a whole lot of teams that I could see doing yeah. that. Right, like like Pittsburgh, I could see Pittsburgh 100 trading away that first overall pick. Yeah, if they were to somehow win it, because based on what they have, do they need another one? No, like a number one center like that? No, no, unless they're looking to the future. But again, they could probably leverage that first round pick for like three other picks. Exactly, and build build that way, and then Rutherford will trade those picks later on, anyways, to get better. <laughs> get somebody the deadline, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've beaten this down to a pulp. Irfan, do you have any last thoughts? I don't think the Sens do what they. I don't think they trade for the first round pick. But that's me it, knowing Ottawa for the last five years. It's Six possible, years. and Melnick could try to go boom or bust, but I doubt uh, it as well. No. Uh, Kyle, last thought? It would just make things interesting, and like, especially nowadays, it's just interesting is better rather than just. Nothing happened, <laughs> which, what? which is almost the opposite of what we're trying to say about you know sports going back. It's, it's supposed to be safe rather than interesting, but uh, <laughs> yes, but th- that's a totally different argument. Talk about health here. We'll talk about health here. Yeah. So it's not even close to the same thing. Honestly, I I hope something interesting happens in the NHL other than them just coming back. I kind of wish that you know. We, we, we get some spice in our life, is I guess what you can say. Um, and just 
something different happens. But yeah. Yeah. Detroit trades for the first overall pick, trades their entire farm that they don't have. Anthony Mantha in the fourth overall trades pick. Entire roster for that right here, just playing by himself with a goalie. <laughs> well, they would need a goalie for that too. I didn't say it was a good goalie. <laughs> I just said with the goalie. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing is there's a couple of good goalie prospects too that are coming up. Yeah, interesting. Well, they might not go top ten though. That's the problem. Like maybe one. No, but it, but it might be one of those um, trade back scenarios. Yeah. Uh, my last thoughts on the NHL draft is how NHL is it that a playoff team is getting the first overall pick? Right. Once before. <laughs> that was the crazy well, year. You think about it. It was a two percent chance. Like what? Literally, like. Other than saying it, like, what are the chances? <laughs> it's just so, and it's just so NHL, right? Like, it's mm. it's so NHL that a playoff team is going to get the first overall pick yeah. in a pandemic. Works uh, out. What's there? Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on um, to a little footy action, and boys, it is official. You're welcome. Liverpudlians are now champions. And it's thanks to Kyle's Chelsea team. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Liverpool. <laughs> how I'm sorry. I know I just said how NHL is it that a playoff team won the NHL draft. How Liverpool is it to win your first trophy without winning the game? Like, they didn't actually win the game to win the trophy. <laughs> I mean, they won Chelsea the game won. they were supposed to win, but they lost. Chelsea... Or, sorry, they tied. They tied Everton. Yeah, but then, yeah. Uh, but then they won the second game, which set it up for that as well. Yeah, but had no, that was the second game. Everton was the second game. Everton was the first the game. Trophy. They beat. Uh, well, yeah, but since they drew that, they had to still win the second game to keep pace, and then they beat Crystal Palace. Right. And but I mean, just, I'm just saying, like, how how fitting is it for Liverpool to win their first title, and the players aren't even on the pitch to celebrate together, like. <laughs> They were, at, they were at someone's house, though. I know. Celebrating that I know. way. I know. Uh, yeah, thanks, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea Did it played Liverpool? really good in that game, too. Like, they, can we take you in? They were good for the like, first half, then fell asleep for parts of the second half, and then that uh, William penalty or whatever it was, yeah. that's when they picked it up, and well, they've played a track honest, Chelsea probably could have scored at least three or four in that game yeah, if they actually like, they hit the back of the game. They look good. But so, <laughs> so could have City. I was going to say, but that's the thing. City could have at least put three in, maybe four, depending on if, like, the one hit the post. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But, but congratulations to Liverpool. Thoroughly yep. deserved, yeah. for sure. Um, now they have the rest of the league to kind of just float through. Uh, well, while they play they City for Thursday. They play City yeah. Thursday. I think and they're going to get the guard of honor. Guardiola has stated that they will get the guard of honor. Thank goodness. You never know with pandemics. So my question is, no, my question is, so Man City really doesn't have anything to play for now, right? Uh, Champions League and FA. But they're not in it. They're in, they're in both. They're playing the FA today, the quarter shirt today. No, 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 but but I'm saying for like like league games, they don't have anything to play for. In regards to league games, no, next year doesn't have nothing to play for. Because next year doesn't matter. For Man City, anyways, because they're banned. Mm. Um, potentially banned. Of, they're still going right through. Now they're banned, but there's a, there's a potential that they could that that the ban could be lifted and they play next year, so they can't fall out of the top four. Mm-hmm. 
because well, my, my my opinion is, are they going to play their top players for all this stuff? Like, no, really, what it is? No, he's going to start different the end of the season. No, like because because their B team can beat a, a bunch of teams. I'm assuming they can. Yeah, yeah. They have a, I think they have a tough schedule though. I think they play a bunch of the top teams, so yeah. they might like some for some of the big games. They'll put the they'll put the A squad out just to give them a run against the big competition. But against yeah. the bottom half teams, you could see the B squad definitely playing a little bit more relaxed of a game. Yeah. Um, you could see that with Liverpool as well. Because they have they gotta get ready for the Champions League. So if they play a big name squad like City next week, you're gonna see the yep. A squads in those games. Get them a run out. Yeah. You'll you'll see some B squad action from both of those squads before the Champions mm-hmm. League. And especially since you're right, Verifon City is still playing in the FA Cup. FA Cup today and then Champions League potential when it comes back against Real. So they, yeah. they still have something to play for this season. And I think Liverpool's out of the FA, aren't they? They're out of every competition, so they're... Yeah, just Champions League. No, they're out of that too. No, I thought they were in Champions League still. No, the Atletico beat them in the second leg and then that's when Pandemic started. I thought that was the first leg. I thought they have a second leg against Atletico. No, they lost... They lost both legs. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, the second half of the quarters weren't done or the round of 16 weren't. No, quarters weren't done. So City didn't get to play their second leg. Uh, Juve didn't play Lyon yet. So Bayern didn't play Chelsea yet. So there's still still potential games left. But, but Bayern was up 3 nothing on Chelsea. Anyway. No. I'm sorry. Chelsea's out. I don't care if they have to play a second round. They're not beating <laughs> Bayern 4-0. Bayern is the best club in the world right now on form. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone beating them in Champions League. They're just too good. Um, yeah, like Liverpool has nothing to play for them. Like they don't have any more games really. They play City this week. They have a game against Arsenal and then a game against Chelsea in the third and second last game of the season. Yeah. For them. So you'll see so you French see the, players. You'll see the A squad then too. You'll see the yeah. French players. The next couple of games, and I'm, I'm I'm sure he'll rotate Origi and Shakiri and stuff like that against City as well. Yeah, but then they play Villa, Brighton Hove, Burnley, and Newcastle. Yeah, and Burnley got smoked by City today or the other day. Yeah, wasn't even close. So it'll be interesting to see how it, how many games you see the A squad for for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. United, I Won an FA Cup snooze fest yesterday. God, that uh, was watch. Which, which it almost seemed like they were almost like lucky to the fact that they got a red card and then scored afterwards. Well, no, well it took like, 30 minutes to score, basically, the winner. With with 10 men. Yeah, and they had the possession for about 80% of the game. Couldn't break the down like they, any... They, they had possession and they had nothing going in run of play. No, like a lot just... of their chances came off of free kicks or corners. Like they weren't, they weren't doing anything. Now, give full credit to it was Wolves, right? Norwich. 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 Sorry, Norwich. Norwich. Sorry, I was thinking yellow. Um, Norwich played Norwich. really, really well defensively. They were very yeah. hard to break down. And their like goal United was nice. just had nothing. Like they weren't, they were not pushing. And it was the same. It was the same pass down the middle, or like Fernandez yeah. taking a shot from like forty yards out and not hitting targets, and then Pogba's like, "Give me the ball, I can actually do something." And that's what led to the Maguire goal was Pogba doing something good. Yeah. Um, By the way, yeah. absolutely brutal, brutal goal. But 
Yeah. Say it's if it was in the net, I didn't really care at that point. Um, no, but like the, you look at the teams and you look at what happened, and United are dangerous attacking when their full roster's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If you put if you put their attacking five of Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, Pogba, Fernandez as the front five, they looked unstoppable midweek. They were making moves. They were making plays that no defense is really going to stop. They were moving in and out. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the game yesterday, and they <laughs> they flat. The, the team was flat. And why? Because four out of those five guys were on the bench. Yeah. And then when you yeah. brought those four in, they looked super dangerous in the last they 30 did. minutes. Right? Like, they're still isolating themselves up the front there. Just like, we have an extra man. We'll just stay up close to the defense. And I would also like to point out, Maguire was playing striker for the five minutes before his goal. He just refused to come back after a corner yeah. kick. And he was just playing up alongside. Well, he didn't need I was to. laughing had... so hard. Well, it had, they had, what, 80% possession for, like, yeah. the last 30 minutes of the game. So he was just like, I'm going to go up there. They're not going to outrun uh, our wing backs there. But they didn't have... He was playing striker. Like, yeah. Maddox was playing center back at that point because they pulled Bailly off to put Martial back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was, overall, it was a flat performance, but they're through. So let's see they're if they'll play... I hope they play City next round because I want to see a, a Manchester derby in the second. I'd round. like to see because Chelsea's still in it too, right? I'd like they to play see Leicester today. Yeah. They're playing Leicester right now. I'd like to see Chelsea United. That would be a fun match. Offensive teams with zero defensive ability at the moment, <laughs> just, just beating the shit out of each other on the counter attack. Well, if you think Chelsea has zero defense now, yeah. wait, wait till they go all offense next year. Jesus. No, I know. I'm just, saying, but like, I'm not wrong in my analysis no, of Chelsea at the moment. They have no, a great no. offensive line, absolutely yeah. no defense. And United, yeah. United is slightly better defensively because Maguire and Lindelof, when they're together, are a pretty solid two. Mm-hmm. And then Juan Bissaka and Luke Shaw are more off- offensive wingbacks at this point, but can play defense. I would say they have slightly better defense than Chelsea, but yes. we're not a good defensive team. Like. It's, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So it would just be mm-hmm. two teams just running at each other on the counterattack. It would be so entertaining to watch. Pretty much. Um, last story I want to talk about. Team down in the States for professional women's softball uh, this past week. Or might have been a week and a half ago now. Um, there was a tweet sent out by their general manager. It was the Scrapyard... What is it, sir? Uh, Scrapyard Fast Pitch. Thank you. Scrap Scrapyard Fast Pitch Softball Team. Um, their general manager decided it would be a good idea because all the girls stood for the national anthem uh, during the Black Lives Matter movement sort of time frame. Um, and I don't know what the reasoning behind standing and not or not standing would have been for them. Mm-hmm. But they posted it, and the GM tagged Donald Trump saying, and everyone's standing for the flag. Everyone respecting the flag, even though the last couple of weeks it's been, it's not about the flag. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so the girls on the team, or the women, I should say, uh, did not take kindly to that. Mm-hmm. And 
after posting their grievances on Twitter, most of them, they, as a team, banded together and said, yeah, we're done playing for you. And they disbanded and created their own team, which is now uh, This Is Us Baseball. Mm-hmm. Or softball, sorry. Softball. softball. Which is pretty incredible. All 18 players, every single player on the team decided, yeah, no, we're done with this organization um, after what they did, and we're going to go create our own team mm-hmm. and are playing in the same league. So it's a bold statement. It's a tough statement. And they're good players because a lot of them are on the American national team uh, for the Olympics that was supposed to happen in 2020, but now it'll be in 2021. Uh, what do you guys make of this story? Um uh well i'll start then i mean i was a little surprised that they were able to make their own team but i'm on the um, the national pro fast pitch website and you can apply to own your own team so i think the 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 ladies there banded together and created their own team i mean it's a stand-up against uh black lives matter um and the discrimination that came out of that tweet or that insensitivity that came out of the tweet so kudos to them i mean they're standing in solidarity with the movement and i, I don't think it was anything like again it's not about the flag i think it's about what black lives matter stands for so i mean i'm okay with what they did i was just a little surprised that you can create your own team but if you're in an independent league you can so uh, i think i love the independent leagues so good on them for that yeah like i i think obviously we had the conversation previously where it's you know standing for the flag what does the flag mean and it's it's Right now, the flag doesn't have the same significance or meaning that it did before. Um, and that's just purely because of the you know, insensitivity and the discrimination that people in America have been facing, right? More specifically, uh, Black people, right? So um, it's, I think at a certain point, people have to get off their high horse and stop thinking this is just you know, us versus them or whatever, or us versus the, them versus the flag or whatever. Um, and they have to start thinking of, you know, people's actual insecurities and people's uh, personal feelings and stuff like that. And I think that like stands like this are a positive trend towards that, where it's it's people have to say something and make a difference in order to you know, make a change. And um, it it's it's obviously it's a, it's a drastic change for sure by creating your own team and just kind of dropping it all in one spot but um at the same time is if things don't get done like that then people will still be making those tweets and still be making those comments even when they're not supposed to so yeah no you're right um i'm gonna pose one quick question to you relating to this um very very simple what do you guys think of playing national anthems before games is it necessary is it necessary sorry you doubled back there i didn't hear what you said National anthem before game. Do you think it's necessary anymore? Do I think it's necessary? Um, I never really thought the need of it, to be honest. But um, again, there is some people that absolutely think that you have to have a national anthem beforehand. But um, if, if it's I think I think you still should because I think there's people that are going to protest because of it and through it, and it's going to bring up some more touching issues, I guess. 
Um, why? Like, what, no, what is I'm, the point no. of playing the national anthem before a game, in my opinion? Like, not all the players are from the States. Not all the players are from Canada when the games are in Canada. What's the point of playing the national anthem? There's literally no point to it. No, and I, I agree with that. It's it's, it's a basically a patriotism, but nobody really nowadays has a whole lot of patriotism anyways. Like, do you care if the Canadian National Anthem gets played before school? No, you didn't give a crap. It was an hour. It was a, it was a minute and a half of just Canadian so National Anthem. A minute and a half of staring off into space and hoping you knew what you were doing. Well, and the fact that it's changed 17 different times since we've been in school. So It changed it once. Relax. Well, it, like, it just doesn't make sense. It changed once, though. <laughs> it didn't change 17 times. It changed once. Yeah, yeah but then they went from, they, they used to do it in French. Now they don't do it in French, but they do do it in uh, French. Depends, in it depended spots. on the school. It depended on the school. Like, my school never did. My elementary school never did. Like, should you not have that, have that like, normalized? Should it be like, yes, you have to do French, too. Or, no, you don't have to do French at all. I, it's a bilingual country. I feel like it's sort of, a, that's... Yeah. Okay, we're getting way side off track. topic. Sidetrack, completely sidetrack there. But, but uh, either, either way, it, it's just I, I don't I don't see I don't think you need it. Um, if it is there, there's obviously going to be protests and stuff like that about it. So um, if if they really don't want these protests to go on and the kneeling and stuff like that, then you have to take the national anthem out, or else it's giving people a platform to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Perfect. go ahead. I, I think if you're looking at removing the national anthem which i do i'm on that side of maybe it's time to move away from that you can do what the champions league does and created their own national anthem or like whatever that little moment is so i mean if you want you can have the nfl create like a a 30 second intro of a a song uh, and just make it like the national anthem for the national football league just the way champions league does and and, i mean players have been doing that and it's been working for god knows how long and uh, and that takes away from that difference between you know not every player is Canadian, not every player is American, not every player is uh, North American descent. So then right. you're being inclusive that way. But Well, like, let's, let's put it into a national... They, they don't do... Not a thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they would do is they play a team song, like Liverpool's alone, they sing before the match. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's what the play national anthem before the match the only time that they do is for the fa cup final right like it's it's not a thing and yet they're still doing the protest with the players taking a knee before games right like it's there's still a way to do it if if they want to allow the players to show their solidarity with the movement they do it without the national all of this shit Mm -hmm. right so there's a way Take from so many people in the world to learn from. Learn from other leagues. That's what North America needs to do. Yeah. So, I I'd be game for that. Like that sort of transition yeah. eventually. Yeah. But. I think that's where it has to get, but they're not there yet, and they won't be because they're so caught up in all oh, the American national anthem has to be played. Well, does it? <laughs> Not necessarily, Anyways. no. All right, that'll do it for this week, boys. I'm gonna get your final thoughts real quick. Kyle, we'll start with you. Um, again, I think it goes back to as much as I want sports to come back, we gotta be smart about it. And um, 
I'm hoping that a lot of this stuff gets cleared up so that we can bring vet supports correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm really hoping that just something interesting happens with sports, whether it be trades or signings or something like that, that just make things better. It just well, makes if it you want, more. If you want entertainment, you got to watch my MLB The Show League. I've made eight trades in the first month and a half. My team is oh, nasty. So, yeah, no, I just I, I I want something to happen, and it's it's, it's a lot to ask, I think. But yeah, yeah, so. some team has to sell their farm. That's what we're hoping for. Something big. <laughs> Kyle something. wants a brand new team somewhere well, in just, the NHL. It, 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 especially MLB. with like, especially with how things are going, right? Where it's yeah. um, you have a sixty-game season. If you're gonna go for it, this would be the season to do it, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one, one, one team to trade like a top prospect and go get it like one of the star guys. Yeah. Could you imagine a team just going all out trading like their top three prospects for MLB stars? Like, to that win. would be insane. Like the like, Athletics. So, so, like why not? Do you imagine the Athletics trying to make a trade for a big name star? Like that just goes against everything athletic. Yeah. Irfan, um, your final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to get away from the sports world a little bit and say it's Canada Day this week. So enjoy with your family and friends, guys. Um, happy Canada Day from us over here at Garage Door Sports. See, away from sports. Social distance, please. Oh, God. don't Please don't go to Trinity Bellwoods again and have 10,000 people. Well, there's, there's circles at Trinity Bellwoods now. So I Trinity know. Bellwoods is probably the right part to go to. You know where to stand. Yeah, but people are not following that. <laughs> hey, Kyle's rocking his Canada Day shirt, of course. It's a little early, dude. You got three more days. I know. Yeah, I have a washing machine. That's true. Um, I'm just gonna say I'm excited to see how all these leagues come back properly, but I'm also super pessimistic that we're gonna see them all finish. Um, yeah. If you have a chance, soccer fans. NWSL has started. It's the first league started back in North America. First professional league started back in North America, I should say. Um, all the games are being streamed on CBS. So you can actually go on the site and they're they're ungeolocking them. So they're available to everybody in Canada as well. Uh, yesterday was the first day of games and Christine Sinclair and her Portland Thorns lost 2-1 to Stephanie Labelle, the keeper for the national team, um, and the North Carolina Courage. Keep an eye on that. It's good soccer. If you've never had a chance to watch it, highly, highly recommend because it is, as I said, it's good soccer. Like You're not messing around with it. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for me. So For everyone here at Garage Door Sports, as Irfan said, enjoy Canada Day this weekend. And next weekend is uh, the 4th of July. So for our friends down south, please stay safe. Please enjoy it. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Garage Door Sport on Instagram at Garage Door Sports on Twitter. Uh, we're posting all our articles on there. Kyle had a great one this week about the return to play of college sports and the impact that it might have. Um, we're also looking to bring a couple new segments out, so make sure you keep an eye on those social media. Follow our website at garagedoorsports.com. Um, where you can find everything or funny you look like you're about to say something. <laughs> uh, no, 
was trying oh, not to was, yawn. You're like you're like building up like you were gonna say something. Yeah, I was trying not to yawn. I'm like stifling a yawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was building up. All right, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow us. Make sure you check out our website. And for everyone here, we will see you next week.